All right, we're good. We're beautiful, we're golden. You know who we are? We're the Fireside Cast. And I'm your host, Travis Kohler, joined by... John Lockard. And... David Yu. So, David. Yes. What are we doing today? I don't know yet. Give me a second. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, true. We we didn't give him a whole lot of time to prepare, to be fair. Only a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I mean, did, do you know like added food flavorings made out of beaver anus? Well, no, but now I do. That's interesting. Yeah. I knew that from when you told me in college. Uh, yeah, that's because I ate a lot of pop tarts in college, and I'm like, you know, I don't actually care if this is out of beaver anus. <laughs> it's pop tarts. He's just given up at that point. <laughs> it's, like, it's like pork is or hot dogs are made with a lot of things that aren't necessarily consumed usually. Mm -hmm. It's one so of those things. I miss like, eh. You're just like it tastes good. I missed National <laughs> Fried Chicken Day, and I was pretty salty. Like the oh, chicken. Man. I'd be salty about July that too. July sixth. July sixth. I'm pretty sure the chicken was salty too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I missed that Delicious. too. Oh, now I'm sad. Yeah, it, that was three days ago. Yeah, I mean, I had baked cheddar chicken last night, so. Oh, that sounds great too. It was pretty good. So, commiseration, I suppose, for missing it. Mm. Apparently, yesterday was like National Video Game Day or something. I hit five thousand Elo on Street Fighter. 5,000, that sounds pretty impressive. That, that puts me that puts me solidly in upper gold. Ooh. No. Oh, not very. <laughs> I went oh. to a Magic the Gathering tournament. We did pretty okay, but it was so okay that we knew that we would either limp into day two and fail, or we could drop and try a side event. And so we dropped and tried a side event to like the angst of one of a to one of our players who was like I want to do the PPTQ on the on the Sunday, which is like the Pro Tour qualifier or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. And we're like, dude, if we do if we day two, you can't do your PPTQ. And he's like, yeah, but I also want to do the main event. And, and we're like, we're deciding for you. You're doing your PPTQ, and we're trying these side events. And we ended up getting <laughs> slammed in the side event. It was Ooh, pretty you, bad. You can't have it all. We we probably <laughs> would have we probably would have six three and gone to day two, and then done nothing with day two but you know how it is because you needed to be we would have had to if we if we six three we would have had to win out and then had really good tiebreakers to make it to the top eight mm -hmm. and that wouldn't have happened but you Time know to get you Here I am, like, man, I can't get the number on Hearthstone when I try competitively to go above 11. I got to 3 and then stalled out because I ran into a whole bunch of aggro decks and Jade Druid can't do much against aggro. Oh, yeah. And I refused to play Pirate Warrior. If I, if I, wanna, if I wanted to win, I would play Pirate Warrior because I have the cards for it. And I would just... <laughs> I would just uh. Miko face... But I refuse. I play Miracle Rogue and Jade Druid, which some people hate Jade Druid as much as Pirate Warrior, and to them, I'm like, why? There is counterplay. There are things you can do against Jade Druid. Jade Druid takes a while to get to an fun. unbeatable. I find fun. it fun. It's not fun to play against Jade Druid. 
It's fun. It's fun to play against Jade. Well, if you're Miracle Road, yeah. Miracle Road counters it. So I guess. Yeah, but it's just it's just not not fun. like you know what they want to do. You just need to have the, you need to make the inevitable stop happening. You need to win sooner than you lose. Yeah, you need yeah. to win sooner than you lose. Yeah, that's generally that's, how most games work. That's not not yeah. fun. That's not fun. <laughs> it's like playing against a scaling comp in League. It's like you just nah, need to win before you lose. I only mm. play. I only play. Uh, what is renounced darkness Cthulhu with Yogg-Saron. so I can random with my random plus my random with my random, and sometimes I win. That's There's Yogg-Saron and Jade Druid, and if I draw Yogg-Saron, I will always play Yogg-Saron. I always, yeah, always I play Yogg-Saron. Always play Yogg-Saron. So fun. But Renounced Darkness is also real fun. Renounced Darkness is fun. I renounced Darkness into that priest card that's like discover uh, eight cost minion, but since it only cost seven, so I played at nine mana and I got uh, Ysera. It was nice. good time. <laughs> I, I like to play like RNG Hearthstone. RNG like, Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I like to play have Hearthstone. To embrace in its, the RNG. I like to play Hearthstone in its in its purest form. <laughs> I am so excited for the Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion. You do not understand because my I start my job tomorrow. Oh, there you go. So I will actually have a ton of money for this expansion, which means that nice. I won't have a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like when I was playing, I was trying to rely on like the Google rewards to build up. Like, all right, just a few more surveys, and I can get this new one. I mean, I nice. never, I never spent money. I just get gold by doing quests. Yeah. Currently, if you do I'm a most, quest, you get. I'm mostly free to play. I bought, I yeah. bought the the pre I bought like the the pre release thing for Unguro, which was sixty packs. That's the entirety of my spending in Hearthstone. What did I do? I think I bought two of the adventure packs, but all with Google uh, rewards money. So technically. You're free, I'm free to, play. to play too. You're just survey to play. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So what history thing are we doing? I was gonna do the history of the circus because like they've they've stopped. The last circus in America closed. The Ringling, the Ringling Brothers. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and as such, I think they closed the Clown College a couple of years ago too in Chicago. May the may the circus live on within your hearts. Cirque du Soleil still performs. Yeah, but that's not a real circus. <laughs> it's a circus of the sun, man. It's in the name. Oh, I should go watch yeah. Cirque du Soleil when I'm in Vegas. You should. You should. It's pretty good. Uh, no, no. Who's playing? Also, DJ. It doesn't DJ Polly D have a permanent like thing at Vegas? Maybe. Who's Polly D? He's that uh, the dude that from dude. The Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> He's a DJ. If, if he does, he should. His, 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 his title is DJ. You should you should see Madian and then hate it, and then tell me how much you he's hated not, it. He's not playing. In Madian always plays Vegas, and by always I mean he's he has like a rotating stint there. Ice Cube is gonna be in Vegas. What? I see. Let's see. Mariah carries on a night. E. I leave then. Um, Michael Bublé, Chainsmokers, Alesso, Marshmallow, Bruno Mars. Marshmallow is so good. I I disagree. <laughs> You kinda don't like happy music. <laughs> he he kind of stole Dead Mouse's stick, and with, uh, with the with the mask. Yeah, and Dead Mouse stole uh that from Buckethead. Daft Punk. No, Daft Punk. Thank oh, you. Daft Punk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I guess technically they all stole it from Buckethead. Yeah, because Buckethead's <laughs> like seventy years old. 
<laughs> I guess. Is Buckethead, or is is it just like a rotating gig? Is are you asking is Buckethead Buckethead, or is there like bu- like the people are there Bucketheads? Bucket yeah, yeah, there are Buckethead's. Okay, That's I don't know I, if there are Buckethead's. I, I think there are Buckethead's. <laughs> I don't think there is a Buckethead. I think no, dude, so, it's one Buckethead. Sounds like a mystery novel plot twist. Like there was not just one Buckethead. He's forty-eight. But he is older than all the people. Actually, I'm pretty sure that was essentially the plot twist in Hot Fuzz. Buckethead? He has released no. 294 studio albums. But That's a lot. Who's been listening to Buckethead? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people. Is um, it like a, a hereditary thing? Do they pass down the bucket? So here, here's something interesting that you guys probably didn't know mm-hmm. that I saw. So in San Francisco, there's the dude who dresses like up like an emperor, like as a as a military official slash uh, foreign dignitary, and just walks around San Francisco showing tours. All right. Um. Currently, currently, like I just walk past this guy on the street a couple of times. Okay. What's in What's interesting is that I know this. Most people who see him don't know this. They assume he's a crazy guy giving tours of San Francisco. Well, he's not crazy because he's tour. But he was based on an original guy who was crazy, who proclaimed himself emperor of the United States and protector of all of Mexico. And in, 19, in 1860, he said he dissolves the United States. He dissolved the Union and forbade Congress from meeting in Washington. Did they go against the direct order of the emperor and meet in, and meet in Washington? Yes, ab- absolutely. How dare How they? Dare they? He, he, in 1869, abolished the Democratic and Republican parties. Well, they should have listened. The Republican exactly. Party is currently lowering the minimum wage, trying to create an epidemic. And in 1872, <laughs> he ordered a suspension bridge uh, that he, he said that they should build a bridge between Oakland and San Francisco. Which in they school eventually. or out of school? Out of school. Okay. And uh, in the 1870 census, they actually found this guy in the census, and his occupation was literally listed as emperor. <laughs> he sold his own currency and collected taxes. I like it. This guy uh, had ambition. But uh, in in but the, so the police arrested him, and treated and involuntarily treated him for mental disorder. But then the police is like, this guy's not actually crazy. Released him and get issued an apology. <laughs> he was just a con man. So now, now what's funny is that in San Francisco, there are, there are actually people who look like this guy who give tours. Like they they put on like fake Santa masks and give tours. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> At least they know their history. Do they, do they know their history? Did you ask them if they know why they look like that? I don't want to go up and. And like ruin a tour group like that. No, wait until the tour. <laughs> wait until there's a, like there's a lull in the tour. There's always a lull in a tour. Yeah, but there's still guy. like there's still people around him, right? Yeah. I don't know public shaming. I don't think public shaming is like a. Well, a don't publicly Amer- shame him. Just ask him. Just like out of curiosity. <laughs> don't don't be like, do you know why you look like this? Be like, hey, I, I was, I was wondering, do you know why you look like that? I was. <laughs> Are or, you or, the real emperor? Or ask them if, ask them why they look like that, and then see if they bring up the emperor. And if they say it's part of our outfit, then be like, oh, okay. And then you know that they don't know. You don't, you don't, have, you don't have to rub it in their David. There are in-betweens here. 
This man's a fraud. <laughs> Rip off the Santa mask. This isn't even a real beard. <laughs> you can't trust a word this man says. <laughs> there, you don't have to go straight to public shaming. <laughs> Everything you've you know, been told is a lie. You know, I feel like it says a lot about me where I, where I go... Where I, <laughs> right, but the first instinct is to publicly shame. If they don't know why they have that. It comes from all your video gaming. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're used to flaming. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want a picture of my boy Emperor Norton. Norton? Like Norton? Edward Norton? Like Norton Hears a Who? You mean Horton? It's Horton Hears a Who. Oh. I got bodied. He's actually very, very emperor -y. He is. It's the jacket. It's yeah, it's, every... the, it's the little, little little frills on the on the shoulders, the shoulder pad frills. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now really now they have all together. Now now they got. Now, here's the modern day guy that I see around. They kind of stole his shtick. Change my system preferences so it doesn't play out of my speakers into my microphone. There we go. Oh, his beard is real. I, I spread fake news. My bad. It looked fake from far away. I like it. I don't know how I... So, yeah. He speaks hey, with such hey. conviction. John, can you do a cool thing and edit in the audio from this video? Yeah, sure. At the peremptory request and desire of a large majority of the citizens of these United States, I, Joshua Norton, formerly of Algoa Bay, Cape of Good Hope, and now for the last nine years and ten months past of San Francisco, California, declare and proclaim myself Emperor of these United States. And in virtue of the authority thereby in me vested do hereby order and direct representatives of the different states of the Union to assemble in musical hall of this city on the first day of February next, then and there to make such alterations in the existing laws of the Union as may ameliorate the evils under which this country is laboring and thereby cause confidence to exist both at home and abroad in our stability and integrity. We don't make money off of this. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just link to it in our description. Yeah. There we go. The, the current so, emperor. So we'll give him credit. United. As long as we give due credit. Yeah, we don't we don't make money off of it, and we're giving credit, so that's there we completely go. legal. We're good. Yeah, we can, you can, you can yeah. legally do that. I was wondering <laughs> if you could, I like, visit, like do it in post. So the, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, the, the San Francisco people, like, humored him, and, like, some people would walk up to the street and just, like, bow. This dude, they this dude it, seems amazing. Because they thought it was funny. I think so it's for, funny. So for 20 years, yeah, if you saw this dude on the street and you knew who he was, you walk up and be like, good morning, your majesty. Is your majesty the correct honorific for an emperor? Good question. Hmm. What about I think your it, excellence? I think, it, I think it's, it's uh, your excellence? I think it is your excellence. Aha. Uh -huh. Because magistry would be a monarchy, like a magistrate, right? Mm, I think it is 
still majesty. Hmm. Your lordship. Maybe. Let's see. That was the Google summary of a Wikipedia article. Ah, Imperial Majesty, because the Im Empire. Imperialism. Uh, so it is still Majesty, oh, yeah. but you... Imperial Majesty. Your Imperial Majesty. Your Got Imperial it. Majesty. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Norton, Mr. Joshua Norton, Emperor of the United States, born London, England. Good. Grew up. This, this isn't even this isn't even like ye olden times. This is like the sixties, right? This is the eighteen sixties. Eighteen sixties. Okay, wow, so this okay. is ye this is ye oldish times. Yeah. <laughs> he, oldish <laughs> times. he um spent most of his life in South Africa. Hmm. And traveled to the traveled to the United States in uh, eighteen forty nine. He went to the wrong side of America from no, nah, I guess it's the right side of America. Technically it's the left side of America. Is it? Yeah. It's like Africa. It's equal distance from Africa to east or west coast of the United States, isn't it? No, the Pacific on which side huge. of Africa, I would assume. The Pacific is huge. That's true. Like, so, there's an entire like you can look at the globe and see like only water. Rip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in Pacific. Rest in Pacific. <laughs> I, I forget. I think. I think it's if you divided it correctly, there would be a hemisphere of water. That's a lot of water. So not a drop to drink. He was perfectly sane when he was born. And perfectly sane when he died. He was doing this as I a mean, con. <laughs> I mean, how do you know? How do you know a baby is not crazy? They run tests. And aren't most, I mean, aren't most mental illnesses degenerate or degenerative? Yeah, yeah. So he's perfectly sane when he was born. Yeah. So you have oh, to be okay. born perfectly sane. Everyone is. Yeah. So Fair he enough. was born to a family of English Jews, who became successful merchants in South Africa. Okay. All right. But taking this money after his his mother died, <clears throat> he uh, his family moved to San Francisco. Um, where he actually <clears throat> had an estate of two hundred fifty thousand dollars in eighteen sixty. That's quite a lot of money. Oh yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's a, that's United, a that's United decent chunk. Dollar Roonies in eighteen sixty. Dollary days. Eighteen forty nine, but you know. Um, and then he continued to enjoy great success as a. a uh, as a marketer and a salesman, and especially in real estate. In fact, uh, by 1852, it was one of the most prosperous and respected citizens in San Francisco. Wait, so people like, he was respected and people knew him, so. Yeah, he was already rich. So this would be like oh, Bruce right. Wayne, just like <laughs> declaring himself emperor and then giving tours. Oh, uh, this is more like the penguin declaring himself emperor and giving tours. I mean, did you see, you saw the picture of this guy, he's not, that's not Bruce Wayne material. That's that's Penguin. It's, it's but but I mean Penguin's a villain. I mean, oh yeah. It'd be like the person who this is. This guy's the penguin. clearly the hero of the story. Uh, it'd be like the person who plays the like the, the 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 Penguin's real name without the Penguin stuff. But I don't know the Penguin's real name because I'm not a, a comic book nerd. Mm. I'm a nerd for many other reasons, but not comic books. <laughs> yeah. It's something. 
Philpot. I forgot his first name. That does sound familiar. Phil Philpot. No. No. What is the penguin's real name? I just played through the the Batman Telltale game. Your glasses need cleaned so bad, David, and it's kind of bothering me. I it's always I just it's too. Oz okay. His real name is Oswald Cobblepot. Oh yeah. So if Oswald Cobblepot bought a mansion. So it'd be like if Oswald Cobblepot was just like, you know, I am now emperor. emperor. Yeah. So who's the Batman in this story? I'm Batman. I'm not saying David's Batman, but have you ever seen Batman and David in the same room? I mean, no, but then again, he is in San Francisco. Not Gotham. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he it's very likely he could see someone dressed as Batman. True. David is in a place that is the most likely where you could see Batman <laughs> and David in the same room. <laughs> so if we were to see Batman and David in the same room, he's definitely in the place to do it. So... This guy's actually kind of a villain. So, so in 1852, there was a rice shortage. And he bought all the rice to increase the value of rice. No, in China. There was a rice shortage in China. And as mm-hmm. you know, China grows rice. So they put an export ban on rice, which caused the San Francisco rice market to skyrocket from 4 to 36 cents per pound. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Yowzers, That's... a ninefold increase. A ninefold increase. Whew. So. That'd be like if gas suddenly cost $20 a gallon. Oh. So this guy, do it. shrewd businessman as he is, invested in uh, rice from Peru. Yeah, there was a, a boat coming back from Peru carrying 200,000 pounds of rice, and he bought the entire shipment for $25,000, hoping to corner the market. Aha. But right after he signed the contract, other ships full of rice arrived from Peru, causing the pl- price, price of rice to plummet back down to three cents a pound. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Norton tried to avoid the contract, because by saying uh, the quality of rice was not what he expected, and so for four years he and this, the rice dealers were having prolonged litigation. Um, but the Supreme Court of California ruled against him, and the bank foreclosed his house. Ooh! And he fell for bankruptcy in 1858. Oh, so he he got beat bad on that rice deal. Ooh. He, yeah, he, he put it he all on black. It. He put it all on white. It's it's rice. <laughs> you didn't say it was white rice. It could have been brown rice. Could have been brown yep. rice. That famous that Chinese brown rice. Well, Peruvian. Oh, that's true. Peruvian. They got Peruvian. even Peru, crazier Peru is rice. famous for their brown rice. It, it, if it was China, it would be white rice. So. Yes. Yep, that's true. What if I told you all rice have color and like they just bleach it? Yeah. Yeah. 
which removes the nutrients from uh, rice. Yep. Never wash your rice, friend. If you what do, if you drop what if you drop just, your rice on the ground? You're just eating you're just eating awful like empty calories. Isn't yeah. that what rice is supposed to be though? Empty calories. Yeah, but like brown rice that's full of nu- nutrition. Yeah, but it's also full of bad flavor. Yeah. It it doesn't taste like good. anything. It tastes worse than white rice. White rice has It does. White, yeah. <laughs> brown rice tastes grainier. It does. It tastes like rice plus like sadness and vitamins. I would agree with the sadness. I don't taste the vitamins in it. That's why I have gummies. Not not like the Flintstones vitamins that are good. Oh. Like just adult adult multivitamins. I have adult multivitamins and they're still gummies. <laughs> Non-gummies, the boring kind that people over 65 take. You, I mean, you can choose to live, live like that, but that's <laughs> You but, can choose to do the boring but rice, adult vitamins. But rice can't, yeah. David. <laughs> there we go. We gotta splice in some gummy vitamins in the rice DNA. I the gummy so I left my gummy vitamins in my car and I came back and it melted into one solid giant gummy vitamin. So you just take a bite out of it every day? Now? No, so I threw it out because <laughs> like it's kind of gross. Come on, man. <laughs> it's just gelatin. All the Is vitamins would have just sunk to the bottom. Yeah, yep, that's true. Wait, that. Because we all know that the vitamin and the gummy dissociates. <laughs> <laughs> so after after this dude lost all of his money, he became crazy. Well, did he I become understand. crazy, or did he choose to be crazy, or did he go like did he have like a psychotic we'll, break? We'll we'll never know because he was reduced to living in a working ha- working class boarding house for a year, where no one has any record of what he was doing. So he could have been plotting. I think he's plotting. Mm-hmm. I think he was scheming. He comes back. In the October of 1859. Okay. All right. Marched into the offices of the San Francisco Bulletin with a royal decree in hand and had a sincere belief that he was the unrecognized sovereign of the United States. But before, no one had any indication of him losing his mind. So he's clearly crazy now. He uh, went to multiple newspapers after that, declaring himself the emperor of the United States. Did anyone Uh, publish it? Yes. You want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, is that supposed to be trumpet? That's the sound. That's the sound of the newspaper spinning coming into focus. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. and then you can read the headline i thought you were about to tell me like you're about to do the trumpeting because i'm about to the, the proclamation I'm about to, I'm about to read the proclamation that works too hello yeah. pupper you have a pupper pupper's now? right pupper's i've had a pupper for a while oh this yeah blue. so do you guys know you don't oh i just doxed him i did this part out <laughs> oh me and this guy from the u of r like if i get this job at the South Bay, you know, are gonna get be roommates and then we can go get a pupper. That's the plan. Nice, there you go. Yeah, I kind of want a birdies because they're big, fluffy dogs, but but they have a lifespan of like nine years, so that's yeah. gonna be depressing. Normal dogs have like a lifespan of 13 years. So if you buy I a like birdie, my Yorkie, you set yourself up for, for lifelong 
for, for pain, for sadness. True. You, you set yourself up for trap. Your heat have a <laughs> lifespan of 13 to 6. 13 is the low end? Yeah. Like, yo, these guys live forever. And they're tiny. <laughs> they're so tiny. <laughs> Maybe that's why they live forever. Yeah. Buying a pet is like putting a loan on misery. Yeah, pretty much. It's like you do, you, you, cats, three cats. You recognize that they're gonna die and you're gonna be sad, but you're like, I'll be happy for a little while. Yeah. Oh man. Chihuahuas live from 12 to 20 years. Yeah, I think it's like large dogs live less long because they have, I don't know. Because they have big, big organs to take care of. No, I think it's like you're because they have to. Like deal with so much weight, their joints have problems, and their heart has to pump blood like a larger vessel. Which is why people who are oh, really, yeah. really tall have circulation problems. I mean, I would expect Chihuahuas to kind of have a shorter lifespan just because they spend all of their energy trembling. Yeah, Kaihuahuas are, are really. You know, annoying. you see a Chihuahua. They bark at everything. You know, they you see do. a Chihuahua, and like you recognize that that's what human beings did to the noble wolf. I see a Kaihuahua, and I get took, and I get like. Some hankering for Taco Bell. Really? I, I see a <laughs> I mean, Chihuahua and I just get real sad and like, you used to be like the great hunters of the forest. I mean, someone had to put them in their place. Also, pugs. Like, humans bred I see pugs oh, and man. I feel bad. I feel bad they for every pug breathe. I see. Pugs are just garbage dogs. It, it's, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Did pugs are good for one reason. You a group of pugs. A group of pugs is called a grumble. Yeah, and, when people, yeah. and when people go grumble, 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 you can go pug, pug, pug back at them. But, <laughs> like, you bred them go. so they can't breathe, and now there are surgical, there are surgical procedures you can have to, like, open up the, the nasal, like, canals of your pug mm -hmm. to make them breathe. So now we've invented surgery to undo the thing you bred them for. <laughs> you bred them like, so that they couldn't run away and would go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Like, yeah, I... I've never met a pug that I didn't think would immediately suffocate within 10 minutes. Like, that's some cruelty to animal shit. Which is why we don't breed new species or new new breeds of dogs. No, but you inbreed all dogs so that you maintain the breed purity. Mm-hmm. They're like... That's healthy. Yeah, so like getting a purebred dog is like getting a Danish duke. <laughs> oh, or someone man. from Alabama. Yeah. Uh, uh. I, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I want a dog, but I don't want a small dog. But a big dog here would just like overheat. Yeah. And combust. You get a what corgi. Do? You could get a corgi. Corgis are so unfriendly. <laughs> You've not met friendly corgis then. Corgis do what I they mean, want, but they're there. Yeah. You're, you're, no, yeah. you're thinking of Shina Ibus. Shina Ibus are unfriendly. Yeah. Or... So, I saw our Chow Chows, but they're the best. <laughs> My little Yorkie loves me. <laughs> <laughs> taking it with you? No, it's not. It's my mom's. Oh. Mm. Yeah, what is it? I, I mean, our first Corgi was a little aggressive, but most of most overall he was all right the, our second two were fine one oh, of man. them was a real troublemaker i, I just but... looked to see if i was recording and i am uh, i got a little worried good i yeah, just walked I away was, i was ready for you to say and i wasn't 
at the preemptory request and desire of a large majority of the citizens of these United States, I, Joshua Norton, actually, Travis should read this. He's got the like. True, he's got a good oratory he's voice. He's got a good oratory voice. Wait, no, yeah. is, isn't that the thing that's... That's the thing that the dude, uh... That we're gonna shop in with the, with the Emperor Norton's proclamation, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'll ameliorate the evils under which the country is laboring and... Oh, no, 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 no. Hit me, hit me with a link. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do it for you. I can do it justice. I'll have a little, like, orchestra playing underneath. Okay. This is a lot shorter than, than what it actually looks like. It's just that it was. At the peremptory... At the... Uh, wow. At the peremptory request and the desire of a large majority of the citizens of these United States, I, Joshua Norton, formerly of Algoa Bay, Cape of Good Hope, and now for the last nine, and ten, nine years and ten months of San Francisco, California, declare and proclaim myself emperor of these United States, and in virtue and authority, thereby in me vested, do hereby order and direct the representatives of the United States of the Union to assemble in musical hall of this city on the 1st of February, next, then and there, to make such alterations to the existing laws of the Union as may ameliorate the evils under which the country is laboring, and thereby cease and thereby cause confidence to exist both at home and abroad in our stability and integrity. Wow. Norton the first Emperor of the United States. <laughs> this announcement was then re reprinted in the San Francisco Bulletin, where he would then add Protector of Mexico, and then commence this unprecedented 21-year reign over America. <laughs> in his, in his self-appointed role of emperor, he issued numerous decrees. Um, after assuming absolute control over the country, he saw no further need for legislation. So on October 12, 1859, uh, which was a month after he declared himself emperor, he issued the abolishment of the United States Congress, where he said, fraud and corruption prevent a fair and proper expression to the, of the public voice. That open violation of the laws are constantly occurring, caused by mobs, parties, factions, and undue influence of political sex. Now that the citizen has not that protection of person and property which he is entitled, so he, he abolished Congress. <clears throat> Whereby right. a body of men calling themselves the National Congress are now in session in Washington City, in violation of our imperial edict of the 12th of October last, declaring that said Congress abolished whereas it is necessary for the repose of our empire that the said decree should be complied with. Now, therefore, we do hereby order and direct Major General Scott, Commander-in-Chief of our armies, immediately upon receipt of this, our decree, to proceed with a suitable force and clear the halls of Congress. He, he orders the Commander-in-Chief of the armies, which should be the president, but he's referring to Winfield Scott. To uh... Is Winfield Scott? Is he just like a general? He's the general that like was the was the like commanding general of the of the Union at the, during the Civil War. Mm. Mm. Like he he held the office of commanding general of the United States Army for twenty years longer than anyone ever. Damn. Good for yeah. him. He's the one that like thought out came up with the looping around strategy. You cut off like the South. Oh yeah, the the yeah that was pretty good. You cut off the South's trade Classic. route, and you squeeze the South 
and you send Sherman to the west, you just remove all of their resources. And then Sherman just goes crazy and salts the earth under his feet. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, send Sherman to the west, blockade the east, make sure that the the south can't have food. And make Mexico pay for it. And (laughs) Sure. Um, good history lesson with David about the Civil War. Here's the picture in case any of you forgot. Oh, I did. Don't worry. I, you would not make citizens. I still haven't gotten. No, I still haven't not gotten, at all. I still haven't gotten. Uh, the government sent me my test. Yeah, I haven't gotten yet. Um, so his orders were ignored by the army, and then Congress just kind of kept on. And he, How he, dare he, they! <laughs> This is the, this is our emperor we're talking about his his imperial majesty. His imperial majesty in 1862 issued a mandate ordering both the Protestant and Catholic churches to publicly ordain him as emperor. Dude, I'd do it. Yeah. Did anyone do it? N- no. Because it'd be funny if they did. Publicly ordain? <laughs> you know who's the last publicly ordained emperor? Uh, Alexander the Great. No, Napoleon. He had the Pope do it, but then he crowned himself. Weird. It's a very, there's a very famous painting of this where he takes the crown out of the Pope's hand and puts it on his own head. Why would you do that? You have the Pope there. That's because, God himself. Because, because the, <laughs> the implication that he is greater than the church, he's like, I, you don't give me the power, I take it from you. Uh, it's symbolic, you see. I, I see, but uh-huh. it's, it's like... I don't know. So I found out what, like, okay, so I have cabinets in my kitchen, and there's, like, maybe eight inches of space between the ceiling and the top of the cabinet. Yeah. And we keep our ramen there. And I found out um, why my cat's been going on top of the cabinets for the past few days. Your cat All ate the ramen? Of, yeah. Our cat ate the ramen. <laughs> that hungry. So here's the fun thing about this guy. He had some good ideas and some bad ideas. Okay. For example, mm-hmm. whoever after due and proper warning shall be heard to utter the word Frisco, which has no linguistic or other warrant, shall be deemed guilty of a high misdemeanor and shall pay to the Imperial Treasury a total sum of $25. Because he doesn't like San Francisco to be called Frisco. Huh. Some good ideas. His other great idea <laughs> is that uh, in one I mean, of his that's sort of, of like that's sort of like sort of putting a ban on YOLO or swag, yeah, or whatever the kids are saying these days. He oh, issued, actually, that's a great idea. Yeah. He issued instructions to form a League of Nations where he forbade conflict between religions within the league. He saw it fit to decree a suspension bridge from Oakland to San Francisco. Didn't that one actually get made? Yeah, but like, isn't that like a really not, famous bridge? Yeah, but not like in the 1800s. Oh, okay. Isn't it a sus- it's a suspension bridge too? This dude was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. It was built in 1933, so you know. The baby I mean, they had the technology. It's just metal. Yeah. You're just metal. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now here's what his daily duties included. He wore an elaborate blue uniform with gold plated epaulets. Gold plated epaulets. Which are the shoulder? Yeah. Things. 
given to him by the officers of the United States Post at the Presidio of San Francisco. He also wore a he wore a beaver hat decorated with a peacock feather and a rosette. The peacock feather, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Um, the peacock feather was actually popularized by the Duchess of Devonshire, uh, Georgina Cavendish, the best. And she um, she was known to ha- have very bold... Uh, have I talked about this before? I feel like I have. I remember the name Cavendish. She wore a peacock remember. feather. She, like, was way awesome. Women's, like, suffrage early on in the 1700s. Of You've said something about her. I don't UK. remember what, though. Um, yeah, me neither. She, when she died, she left like a debt of two million dollars, and her husband heard oh, of it. Oh yeah. Went, Is that all? Yeah. It's yeah. starting to feel more familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peacock feather popularized by her, for women. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, he frequently enhanced his regal posture with a cane or an umbrella. During his inspections along the streets, he would examine the conditions of sidewalks and cable cars the state of repair of public property, and the appearance of police officers. He would then give frequent, lengthy, philosophical expositions on a variety of topics to anyone who would listen to him. Awesome, so kind of like most homeless people today. <laughs> during, yeah. during the 1860s and 70s, there were occasional anti-Chinese demonstrations in the poor districts of San Francisco. Riots sometimes resulted in fatalities. During one incident, Norton positioned himself between the rioters and the Chinese with a bowed head, recited the Lord's Prayer over and over again until the rioters dispersed. What a boss. That's pretty bad. That's pretty badass. That's pretty... (laughs) That's pretty metal. Yeah. (laughs) There's a rumor that he was... He had two dogs named Bummer and Lazarus who are also San Francisco celebrities. Okay, so how is it a rumor if they're celebrities? (laughs) <laughs> they weren't his it was dog, rumored right? that drake was an artist who made rap songs well are you you ready <laughs> yeah it was rumored that drake was not invited to josh peck's wedding they were Ooh. not his, they were Ooh. not they were not his dogs they were stray dogs they just had they were just really good at murdering rats hmm. here's the thing uh he was associated with those dogs because he would get free lunch at places he went to. And he would then share share some of the scrap meats with the uh, with the stray dogs. With Bummer and Lazarus? Yeah. So you know like it's a pretty good deal. You just wander around talking to people, you get free food. That sounds yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Well, well, you, all, he, you had to live in, like, just, a homeless was, shelter, though. Yeah, he was probably really just upset that he lost all of his, like, fame and wanted fame somehow. He probably traded his la- his luxurious lifestyle for, the, like, the remnants of fame that he got for being emperor and doing all this crazy stuff. Maybe he was actually crazy. That's also a possibility. But I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it just seems weird that you would have that big of a mental snap from Rice. I, yeah. I mean, it's not just rice. It's like he lost all his money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was famous enough that there, there was a rumor that the emperor, Pedro of Brazil, wanted to come meet him. 
have a meeting of the emperors. <laughs> so about that rice. That's Peru, John. They don't even speak the same language. <laughs> yeah, one speaks Peruvian, the other speaks Polish. Exactly. So it's not, he was trying to set up a new deal. He was like, all right, I know you guys don't really do rice, but I need I need some help here. Doesn't Brazil do rice? Do they? I thought they did the jasmine rice. Does Maybe. Brazil do rice? Is that a Google or are you asking me? How to make true Brazilian rice. Apparently they do do rice. Hey. There we go. See, that was it. That was it the whole time. Not me just being completely forgetful. <laughs> and it is jasmine white rice. Boom. Nice. Boom. So as his fame grew, he went from local delis to restaurateurs. The finest restaurants in San Francisco let him eat for free. And took pride when they add brass plaques to their entrances, saying, by appointment to his imperial majesty, Emperor Norton I of the United States. Do these restaurants still have those plaques? That's a good question. I should actually... Well, first, the restaurant has had to have survived from 1860. True. Yeah. I would go check you it would out. Go, well, you would mm. go if it's in a restaurant from the 1860s just because <laughs> it's a restaurant from the 1860 in your day. Then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if it was an, but like if, if if it was extra special because it was appointed by the Imperial Majesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta go. I, I'm oh, actually. Yeah. You have to go now. I'm curious. So yeah. it's really funny because his uh, seals of approval were so prized that no play or musical performance would open without having a reserved balcony seat for him. He's but, doing pretty well for himself. But he's fake. Do they know people that? People just like people know that. They just think it's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> in 1867, uh, a police officer, this guy must be new, arrested him and committed him to treatment for mental disorder. Citizens became so outraged that uh, there were protests in the streets and newspapers were writing scathing editorials about the police. The police chief <laughs> was forced to then release Norton and issue a formal apology on behalf of the police force. Wow. I like it. Norton then magnanimously wrote an imperial pardon for the policeman. Thereby, (laughs) as he was released from prison, the police lined up and saluted him as he passed in the street. And would thereby salute him evermore. Yeah, evermore. After they see him, they just salute him in the streets. (laughs) This guy's great. This guy... Made the best of a bad situation, he, and it just keeps getting better. He issued his own money to pay for his deaths, where it became accepted local currency within the city of San Francisco. He just made money. <laughs> All right. Charisma 10. Um. So there are a few surviving notes in their collector's items. I might get myself one of these. But anyway. The city of San Francisco also honored Norton. When his uniform got worn out, the Board of Supervisors bought him a regal replacement. What? For, for so uni- San Francisco, the city of San Francisco bought him, bought him a new uniform. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And then he wrote a, a thank you note to every single supervisor. At least he's grateful to yeah, all these that's... people. He's a, he's a cool dude. Like, yeah, this is pretty next level stuff. 
Wait, I actually yeah. want to check now. Hang on. I want to check um how much one of his like fake monies, real monies. His fake real monies. Yeah, his fake real. <laughs> it's it, it, it's fake money. Real fake money. It's fake monies, like. Are you tired of spending money oh. and having it being worth something? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hella salty. <laughs> well, I got a solution for you. I got fake money that's worth nothing. You can spend your real money to get this fake money, so whenever you want to buy something, you can. Come on down to real fake money. <laughs> real fake money, 112 San Francisco way. Let's see. So, an original painting from the 18... Wait. That's not true. None of this is true. I'm literally None just of the on. stuff that has been said in this podcast is true. This is our April Fool's episode. It's going out on <laughs> April the 1st. No, no, this, 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 some dude put it on a t-shirt and tried to sell it as, like, vintage. The dude's from 1860, like, you put that's a t-shirt. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> How do I know it's a t-shirt? No, maybe this guy was real ahead of his time and he made it one t-shirt. Yeah, maybe this guy created t-shirts. Maybe this is Joe t-shirt. Emperor yep. Joe t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> that'll be another that'll be a fireside cast t-shirt, just Emperor it, it, Joe t-shirt. It's kind of sad because like the if you google Emperor Norton, you get Emperor Norton's Boozeland, which is a bar, <laughs> an art deco bar. That's <laughs> open San Francisco. But does it have the plaque? No. What? Shame. Why would it? I don't know, because it's his his booze land. It, I don't get not. that because I'm not from uh, San Francisco. They started selling like souvenirs of him. Dolls of him populated the city. And the fairies let him walk free of charge. <laughs> like All right. a, a printing firm a after his, his like after his cash IOUs became accepted, yeah, um, a, a special printing firm ran up special currency with his face on it, like they made it extra official. Damn! Why did why oh, why man. isn't the Golden Gate Bridge named the Joseph Norton Bridge? I don't know, dude. It's even funnier because people then started to pay him taxes. <laughs> This guy just convinced people to pay him taxes. This guy is killing it. Like, are you sure that wasn't just like his way of getting free to free? Like, what? He's like that awesome homeless guy, you know? Yeah. So he eventually became the uh, inspiration for Mark Twain's King. In his famous novel, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Hmm. There were also plays and operas written about him during his lifetime. Um, but his right. everyday routine was, was pretty normal. He would do the tours, and then once his tours, touring inspections of, of the city is finished, he would play chess, attend religious service, and go read in the library. I thought he was Jewish. Why, why was he saying the Lord's Prayer? Is the Lord's Prayer Jewish? Hmm. It's can't remember if the Lord's would, Prayer is Old Testament. I mean, I think it is. the The Lord's Prayer, I think, was introduced in the New Testament, but it doesn't. Um, You're right. It is, is the it? New Testament. Why do I think it's the Old Testament? 
because he was Jewish. No, but the no, but the, I was uh, I was in this museum, and the Lord's Prayer is really similar to like what the Jews said in in, in Egypt. Like it's it like a very oh, yeah. similar Egyptian prayer. Yeah. Plus, plus it, it it's more focused on God the Father rather than Jesus at all. Yeah. The, yeah. So I mean, I guess they could get away with it. Um. Also, he was crazy. That's the answer for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> You're, you're, this guy's Jewish. Why is he saying the Lord's Prayer? Meanwhile, he's dressed up as an emperor and just walks along the street telling people he's the <laughs> emperor of the United States. So, you know. <laughs> you got me there. There. <laughs> um, so, he was so accepted at the popular stories, like people who didn't, who didn't know him originally for being the not-crazy businessman, started spreading rumors that he was the son of Napoleon III. That he, his claim comes from South Africa to prevent persecution, or that he was gonna marry Queen Victoria, or that he was gonna, you know, hang out with Emperor Pedro. Well, wasn't that one true? Uh, that one's a rumor, but there's still there's written records, right? So this is so there's written uh, records of this rumor. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also rumors that he was actually really wealthy, but he's only in poverty because he's super super miserly. Well, you did say that he only bought it. He bought a twenty-five thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, he had two hundred fifty thousand dollars of that was his... worth of rice. How much rice did he buy? No, twenty-five thousand dollars worth of rice. He spent so, a tenth yeah. of his fortune. But then, like, he 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 fucking like. You said he made it big with real estate. Yeah. And he bought a twenty-five thousand dollar rice boat. It yeah. makes sense that he could have still been really friggin' rich. Yeah. Would, yeah, but then why would he live like a homeless person? He, could. he also declared he declared for bankruptcy because he he went against the he he like litigated with oh maybe the litigations costed him that much yeah yeah that makes sense um so the san francisco museum and historical society maintains a list of the degree decrees that they believe to be genuine because people started just making up shit that they believe he said <laughs> um in 1880 he was seen to have collapsed during one of his uh, on a on a on his way to lecture at the California Activity Academy of Sciences, which I should go volunteer. But anyway, the police officer on the beat hastened for a carriage to convey him to the local hospital, but he died in the carriage before he was able to arrive. Damn. The San Francisco Chronicle published his obituary under the headline "The King is Dead" in French, which is "Le Roi est mort." Um, the article respectfully reported that. The reeking pavement in the darkness of the moonless night under the dripping rain, Norton won by the grace of God, Emperor of the United States and Protector of Mexico, departed this life. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the exact words. Then, then another newspaper, The Morning Call, published a front-page uh, article using this sentence as the headline. Norton I, by the grace of God, of these United States and Protector of Mexico, departed this life. Damn. He was it super became, special. It became evident <laughs> that he died in poverty where he only had five or six dollars in small change found on his person. And uh, and the rest of it was buried under the Eiffel Tower. And they searched his room yep. and he had an additional two dollars and fifty cents. He, of course, had a uh, a saber, headgear, walking sticks. Um, <laughs> his headgear includes a stovepipe hat, a derby, 
an army cap, and a cap suited to a martial bandmaster. And several imperial bonds he sold to Taurus at a fictitious 7% interest. Nice. There were also fake telegrams telling him that uh, the Emperor of Russia congratulated Norton on his upcoming marriage with Queen Victoria, and the President of France predicting that such a union would end in, a, in disaster for world peace. Uh, Did he yeah. write these to himself? Or... Nobody knows who he got. They're telegrams, though. You can't write telegrams to yourself. Right? Yeah, that's fair. He also had 98 shares of stock in a defunct gold mine. So maybe he lost more money than just the rice. Yeah, fair enough. Poor business um, ventures led to his demise. Initial arrangements was going to give him a simple redwood pauper's coffin. But the San Francisco Businessmen Association established an elaborate funeral providing handsome rosewood and a dignified farewell. There was a large crowd paying their respects <laughs> for him, all classes from capitalists to paupers to clergy and the pickpocket, bearing gifts uh, for him. As many as 30,000 people lined the streets <laughs> and, and the funeral march. The, the funeral cortage, the cortege, the, the march, yeah. was was two miles long. What? <laughs> this dude. He's buried in the... Oh, shit. He's buried, like, outside my house. He was buried in the Masonic Cemetery at the expense of the city. In 1934, his uh, remains were moved to coma. So that's, like, ten minutes from where I live. You should um, go see him. I should go see him, pay my respects. Yeah. To the Emperor. To the Emperor. The one and exactly. only. <laughs> What do I, wait? What do I, what do I? What am I gonna say to him? Just tell him thank you for all of the service. <laughs> thank you for your service. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Here, here's his uh, gravestone. Yeah, let me, let me give you a look, Lou. This guy's cool. First says, I was gonna say, I hope he's buried outside your house, because if he was buried inside your house, that'd be pretty weird. Also, remind me that our next episode, we're going to do um, Winston Churchill's mom. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a little little trailer for you guys. 1934. So, yeah, next month. No. Next month. (laughs) (laughs) Also, look at these sweet dollars, man. Look at this currency. Oh, you got his currency? Hell yeah. Oh, those are pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, our currency doesn't even like. See, it has his face, has Lady Liberty. And plus, I mean, the style would have just changed along with, you know, the time, so that'd be a cool looking build today. Mm -hmm. Alright. Well, are there any any last facts about him, or? He is considered the the patron saint of Discordianism. What's Discordianism? Discordianism is uh, a parody religion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Par- I, gu- it, I guess this man is it, sort of like a false. It encourages the worship of Eris, uh, the, the Greek god of chaos. Goddess. What did I say? 
You just said God. Oh, goddess. My bad. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because of the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. I love that show. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was Clowns just so over hate the top. Tangelos. Tangelos. The the Scordian works include a number of books, not all of which actually exist. <laughs> all right, that makes sense. In the beginning, there was a void who had two daughters. One that was smaller, which was being, and one that was larger, which was not being. <laughs> one day, the sterile not being was jealous of being who is pregnant, and starts making existent things non-existent. Which is why life began and later ends in death. <laughs> and oh, being and not being was eventually given a brother from chaos named Spirituality. Uh, if you are a follower of the Scordianism, we're not mocking your religion. Your religion mocks your religion. <laughs> Fair. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so that that's uh, Jonathan Norton. Jonathan Norton. He um, All right. There's a if you want to if you want to donate, there's the Emperor's Bridge Campaign Society, which is a nonprofit that uh, works to advance and honor the life of Emperor <laughs> Norton. <laughs> so there yeah. we go. Somewhere you can actually donate your money instead of the uh, restore the Holy Roman Empire fund. And since 1974, apparently, there is the annual memorial service for his grave in coma. You gotta go. I gotta go. Hang on. Which month did he die? January 8th? I gotta wait so long, dude. That's fine. Just That's, mark it just, on your calendar. Just mark it on your calendar, yeah. Okay. Attend it's worth it. Memorial of San Franciscan Emperor. <laughs> the United States Emperor. Alright, well. And Mexico. Yeah. Oh, also they want to rename the San Francisco Oakland Bridge, the Bay Bridge too. I asked that. Why didn't they name it after him? Um, let's see. In 2013, eight members of the California Assembly, joined by two members of the California Senate, introduced a concurrent resolution to name the western span of the bridge, formerly for <laughs> San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown, to uh, Emperor Norton. That was a uh, Pretty recent. That is pretty recent. The, the the Emperor's Bridge Campaign Society is is carrying forward the bridge naming effort. So you know. All right. So there they're, you go. You can help by donating to this. They're offering the possibility of putting it on the ballot for 20, the uh, the twenty eighteen election, the two hundred anniversary of his birth. So yeah. Oh my God! Please make it happen, David. Vote for it. <laughs> I'm only do one it. vote, man. I can't do it all. No, but you can help. You can help spread the word. Tell exactly. them it's very important. Yeah. Tell them to, tell just, everyone you know to listen to this episode. Just print off a bunch of flyers and leave them around that just say "Fireside Cast" on them. Uh, there is a plaque on the bridge, though. If that makes you feel better. It does make me feel better. There you go. Good. So at least they 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 at least reference the fact that he made this decree a while ago that this bridge should be built. Yeah. It's it's even funnier because there's a lot of other this is he sets the president right because after mm. him there was um jose julio saria absolute empress of san francisco the widow norton 
<laughs> I like it. Where she proclaimed herself Empress of the and, United States. And now there are tour guides who dress up like Edward Norton. No, she, she died or in Jonathan 2013. Norton. She died in 2013. So, like... Oh. Huh. So she was yeah. recent. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. And by she, I mean, this is a dude. He just calls himself the Empress. Oh, okay. So it's... Yeah, so that's weird Empress, pronouns. Little, San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, it's a There's, San Francisco. Um, Fred, Frederick Coombs, who also lived in San Francisco and believed he was the reincarnation of George Washington. Did he have wooden teeth? That's an easy way to tell him. It was hereditary. Mm -hmm. Wooden teeth are... Well, but he's a, re he's a spiritual reincarnation. Oh, so he wasn't an heir. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. So... And he he actually lived... So this guy's extra sad because he was a contemporary of the Emperor. <laughs> so he didn't stand a chance. He, he really didn't. He he would stand outside of Montgomery Street with a powdered wig and a tricorn hat carrying a banner calling himself the great matrimonial candidate. Matrimonial? Yeah. The great wedding candidate? Weird. Initially, initially, he and Emperor Norton were equally famous. But then, then he got bodied. <laughs> By Jensen. <laughs> yeah. Dumpstered. Like, uh, they would actually work together. They would, um, like, do the funeral of Lazarus, where he would be the gravedigger, and then Norton would perform the ceremony. So Travis, are you convinced that he's a crazy person now or what? Yeah, it's starting to get. I guess. I I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, but but Norton Norton and Combs fell out, man. Because uh, Combs, because he was short and balding and very fat, he thought himself to be a lady. Man. <laughs> Everything that ladies love. Oh, yeah. And uh, Norton apparently torn down posters that Combs put up on Montgomery Street and reported him to the police. And when the newspaper, this is literally a bum fight. When the newspaper asked <laughs> Combs why Norton would do such a thing, Combs was like, he was jealous of my reputation with the fair sex. Oh. Ooh. Throwing some shade. Um, Norton then issued a proclamation saying, seize upon the person, Professor Combs, falsely called Professor. Washington number two as a seditious and turbulent fellow, and to have him sent forthwith for his own good and public good, the state lunatic asylum for at least 30 days. Whereby Coombs left for New York and was then discovered by Narc Mark Twain. Hmm. So he became, he, he went to go, like, do stuff like that. Uh, in another in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> and then traveled to Philadelphia and Baltimore where he sold pictures of himself next to the grave of Benjamin Franklin. Now he sold pictures of himself? Yes, of himself. Okay. And the place Is that it... he sold them was next to the was next to the grave of Benjamin Franklin. Or did he sell pictures of himself while he was standing next to Benjamin Both. Franklin's Okay. Both. So he, he stood next rear... to Benjamin Franklin's grave, took pictures of himself next to Benjamin Franklin's grave, and sold pictures. Yes, because Good. because he is he is the reincarnation of George Washington. Understandable. Yeah. Hanging out with his buddy. Yeah. Benny. Benny Frank. 
Good guy. Little on the wild side sometimes, but yeah. what can you do? Holy moly. So, I know this guy. I see this guy all the time. Yeah, he's on the $100 bill. I, no. No. <laughs> um, Frank Chu. So, there's a lot of crazy people, right? There's like, self-proclaimed... There's the Wizard of New Zealand, who's still alive. I think we got All time right. for... I think we got time for just like... This Frank Chu, if you want to talk about Frank Chu, but otherwise I the fire is getting I don't actually, well. I don't actually know anything about Frank Chu. I just see him on the streets a lot. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um. So you see that sign? The op, the back of that sign, is a GoDaddy commercial, like as a GoDaddy ad advertisement. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's smart making that money. Yeah, that that's uh Emperor Norton, first professional crazy person. All right, and he did it good. He did it real good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope this has been entertaining and educational. So I've learned a lot about uh, Joseph Norton, Emperor I. Norton, the Emperor. Give the Emperor his his uh, just his his, his, yeah, his God rest his soul. God rest his soul. If you would like to learn more about interesting facts such as these, come listen to our other episodes. You can find them at firesidecast.com. We're on SoundCloud. You can download us on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter for our updates about when these go out. We're at the FiresideCast. Or, no, we're at FiresideCast. You can email us at thefiresidecast at gmail.com. If you have any, any sort of suggestions for what we should do. Um, you want to do some yeah. some shout outs, John? Um, yeah, well, yeah, we uh we take any requests really. If you have anyone you think we should get on the show, just uh hook them up. I was well, asking about well, we'd was, love to have them about your Shoji oh. thing. Oh, Shoji, yeah. Um, the company that uh me and Marissa and our friend Tony started, we're uh currently developing uh a match three game of sorts and uh that's all i'm gonna say about it right now but it's gonna be fun and keep us posted let us know when it's live yeah we have some sticker packs for uh iMessage but uh that's about all we have out right now but yeah i'll try and uh try and post about that as well keep you guys updated all right well as for that i think I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still David. <laughs>